Hello there, and welcome to Gilded in Blood, the Horror Lit Podcast. My name is Kevin. It is time again for a short shock, and as I talked about last week, uh, we are talking about a comic book today. Now, those of you who just rolled your eyes, you stop it. Stop it. Don't you do that. You know that I love the concept that horror can exist in a bunch of different realms, and if you don't think that horror exists in comic books, then... <laughs> Uh, you're you're wrong, <laughs> first of all. But week after next, the the other uh, kind of alternating thing that we're going to do, the first short shock of each month, uh, is really going to set you straight. Uh, so this is kind of a, a a taste test of what you were going to talk about a fortnight from today. But let's focus on today. We're talking about a comic book. Uh, the the comic book series is Jonah Hex, and this is issue twenty six from February two thousand eight, and the title of the story is Four Little Pigs. Now, a little bit of background about Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex, the character, is an ex-Confederacy soldier back in kind of the Old West. And uh, since the, the end of the Civil War, he has become a mercenary. And not necessarily a mercenary, but more of a bounty hunter. But he is kind of on hire for jobs. And the notable thing about him is, A, he's a terrible person. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was a Confederate soldier, so you got that going for him. Though it is very interesting that in the stories, uh, he seems to have uh, altered his worldview and seems to be more okay with people not of his own race. It's, that's one of the reasons that I find this uh, this character very, very interesting. He seems to have progressed. He seems to have learned. But the other really notable thing about him is that the right side of his face is almost all the way burned off. And if I remember correctly, I think, uh, I think I've read the origin for this. Uh, he was caught by uh, some Native Americans who put a tomahawk in the fire, heated it up, and then put it on his face. So you can see his teeth through his cheek. His eye is kind of bulging. The, the closest I can come to is Two-Face from Batman, but it's much grittier in this. So I really love this character. I didn't read too much of the original run, but in the mid-2000s, a couple of guys by the name of, and yes, you're going to hear me turn pages, and if that bugs you, sorry, listen to another podcast, <laughs> but I've got it right in front of me. Uh, the writers Justin Gray and Jimmy Palmiotti, hopefully I pronounced that correct, revived the character and did a run of, I think, about 70 issues where they tell new stories. And these were much, much grittier, much closer to the horror that we know and love. And this issue, 26, Four Little Pigs, uh, its subtitle is A Grindhouse Western, so you know you're in the right place. This really struck me. It was spooky. It was creepy. It was scary as hell. And that's the story I want to go over with you today. So let's go ahead and get started. By the way, you can find these. This is a DC comic. It's not all that hard to find. Uh, jump on eBay or whatever, and you can find these. They're all pretty good, but this one especially is really, really good. So we start the story by uh, Jonah Hex uh, coming up to this farmhouse where this uh, rather attractive lady is outside, and she has an axe <laughs> that has blood dripping off of it. And 
her coverall is kind of stained red with blood. And he doesn't really think too much of it because she seems to be self-sufficient here. She's probably just slaughtering dinner because that's what people do. But there's so many little itty bitty visual cues uh, in these panels that I find really fascinating. The very first panel is, of course, uh, the the spread this this farmhouse. But then it shows her uh, she has the blood on her on her coverall and, uh, and the axe, and she's kind of shielding the sun out of her eyes as Jonah Hex is riding up on a horse. And above her is a horseshoe nailed to the the top of the entrance to the barn. But instead of pointing up, which is supposed to mean good luck, it's pointing down. And it's like an instant visual cue that Jonah Hex should turn around and get the fuck out of there. <laughs> but of course, he doesn't, and that's why we have our story. So he comes up and talks to this woman and says he's hunting these four people for a bounty. And the the lady says, I'm sorry, I've, I've not seen any of these people. And he's like, okay, well, I'm sorry to trouble you. And she invites him in for dinner. And he says, well, I don't want to put you out. And she's like, no, uh, don't be silly. Come, come on in and brings him in and starts talking to him. And they, they talk about, well, what do you do? Well, are you a bounty hunter? Yes, I am. Uh, are you the lawman? No, I am absolutely not. He has this disdain for the law and we'll see why here at the end of the story. And the woman has these kinds of interesting concepts that he is finding a little bit creepy. Uh, says that, oh, these, these no good punks probably deserve what you, what they're going to get and so on and so forth. And he's like, uh, I, I guess so. And in the panel, she keeps feeding him more and more booze. And eventually we get to the panel where he, uh, he starts to slur his words a little bit, and she keeps saying weirder and weirder things, uh, things about her father, things about her uh, the men she's known in her life. And she keeps really referring to the Lord, the, the concept that the, the Lord has seen fit to take my wretched husband and his wicked ways. I pray his heart is in the belly of a buzzard where it belongs. There's a, some real man hate going on here. The, the term is actually misandry. There's a word for it. It's, it's the counterpart to misogyny. So this woman seems to have some problem with males and eventually Jonah passes out. And there's this really creepy panel of her reaching toward him saying stomach full and head buzzing with spirits like a good little piggy. And then you see her out in the barn and she has this bucket full of slops and she flings it into the barn. And the first panel that you see is that four tongues are nailed to the wall of the barn. And then you look down and you see that these four people who Jonah Hex had been hunting have been imprisoned in this barn. They have had their tongues cut out and nailed to the barn and they have had both their arms and their legs lopped off and she is treating them like pigs whipping them and uh just oh it's really really disgusting and very very uh very scary and at one point jonah hex wakes up and says uh you you need to stop this drop the whip and she says it's not your turn and somebody behind him hits him in the head with a shovel so it's not this woman who is doing it. There must be somebody else. And he wakes up and he is tied up, hogtied, and we know his fate. We know what is going to happen. And then the comic gets really, it gets really, really gritty here. We start intercutting 
in panels. So in one panel, we see that these four people who Jonah is hunting, uh, when Jonah finds them, they are going to be hanged for what they have done, but they have decided not to uh, hurt him. They're crawling forward, and instead they look like they're about to bite him, but they start biting his ropes and letting him go. And intercut with those are panels inside the house. And this woman has a sister, and these two women have been doing this, not necessarily just to these four men, but have been doing this for a while. There's there's a uh, there's certainly an implication that this has been going on for some time. That they view what they are doing as an aid to the world, uh, ridding the world of these monstrous men. So they're inside, they're talking about all of these things, and they notice when they go out to whip the men again that Jonah Hex is not there, that they ha- he has somehow escaped. And they're back inside, they're talking about that this might be a problem. What if he goes and gets the law and they're saying, no, that, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll find him. We'll, we'll take care of this. And one of the women goes out to the wood pile to get more wood for the fire and you see her look back. And then we cut back to the inside, and this is the original woman, and she doesn't know where her sister is. She's like, Hannah? And she goes back outside and notices there's blood on the ground, and then Jonah Hex is behind her, hits her over the head with a gun, knocks her out, and then we cut back into the barn, and now these two women are hogtied up in this barn. And who Jonah Hex says, good morning. Uh, I've got some questions about what you're doing. And of course, the, the women kind of start screaming at him and say, these men deserve what they get. All of this stuff. Uh, men who love nothing, nor the Lord, nor their brothers, and least of all women whom they paint and prostitute and rape. And Jonah Hex says, okay, well, these four men were wanted not for rape or abuse or anything like that. They were stealing horses. That's, that's what they were, they were there for. They didn't do any of these things, but you have put them through this anyway. And then he, he kind of goes into this weird moral, uh, ground. He says, personally, I would be fine with riding on and letting you ladies keep doing what you're doing. That, that's nothing has, has nothing to do with me, but. You decided to, without provocation, without seeing that I was going to do anything to you, you decided to smack me over the head with an eye to cutting out my tongue and cutting off my arms and legs. And that I'm not going to abide. And at that moment, he stands up and he holds this axe and he says, I'm guessing that these people are not the first you've done this to. And then you see out of the shadows, these four uh, hideously scarred creatures kind of start walking forward and they start getting towards the women. And Jonah says, well, it seems like these four people do not want me to use this ax. And we have a really, really gritty <laughs> two-page spread here. Uh, they crawl up. Uh, Jonah Hex sits back down into his rocker and says, this ought to be interesting. And these four men dismember these women with their teeth. We actually have a, <laughs> it's, it's gritty. It's, it's gritty. We have an after uh, panel where their heads have been chewed off. It's really quite gritty. It's, it's, it's gruesome. I'm telling you, this is horror 
through and through. This is not kids stuff. So of, after this is all done, the four are kind of uh, uh, pawing at Jonah Hex as he's sitting there and they're, they're trying to talk and you can tell that they're trying to say, shoot us, kill us, please. And he says, I'm not going to shoot you. I have a job to do. And the next panel we see is him leading two horses into town with these four dismembered people uh, over the over the horses. And the lawman, the sheriff, comes out and says, what in the holy hell are you bringing into my town? And Jonah Hex gives him the lowdown, says there's this uh, this barn about two miles outside of town. These women have been doing this to people, but uh, I personally would have been fine with killing them, but their wanted poster says alive and not dead. So here they are. And the sheriff instantly points a gun at him and says, you get on your horse and get the hell out of here right now. And Jonah says, Oh, as soon as you pay me. <laughs> and there's a small altercation. Uh, Jonah takes the gun out of his hand basically and says, you need to pay me for this, or this town's going to be looking for a new lawman." And here's where his moral stance lies. He says, it seems to me by the number of tongues nailed to that wall, that these ladies have been doing this for quite some time. So if you're the sheriff out here, if you're the law out here, you probably knew this was happening and you saw fit to let this go on. In my mind, I think that maybe makes me a little bit higher moral ground than you. So later on, he's paid, he gets back on his horse and he says, enjoy the hanging sheriff and rides out of town. So it's a really gritty story. And as I said, this new run of Jonah Hex, uh, which started kind of in, in mid uh, 2000s, I think it ran for about 70 issues. There's a lot of darkness to this story. So if you are a fan of horror and you can bring yourself off your high horse <laughs> enough to open a comic book. There's a lot to love in this line, but this one especially is probably my absolute favorite of the ones I've read. I've not read all 70, but this one is really, really good. So if you want to go check it out, please do go get a copy. I did jump on eBay just to see that I'm not just talking out of my ass. There are quite a few of this issue uh, on the secondhand market, and they're not very expensive. They're not terribly collectible. So you can pick one up for very, very cheap. I suggest if you're a horror head, and if you don't mind reading comic books, and damn it, read more comic books. They're good for you. Uh, check this one out. I think you're really, really going to enjoy it. Now, like I said, this is a little bit of a taste test, so you can maybe even guess what we're going to be talking about two weeks from uh, today. But we're going to leave that for later and talk about what's coming up next week. And to talk about next week, we have to talk about last week. <laughs> last week, we talked about Clive Barker's The Hellbound Heart. I really enjoy that episode. I hope that you've checked out that novella. But since we're talking about hell and all this stuff, and I have already mentioned this a couple of times in this podcast, I, I think it may be time for us to cover an absolute classic of horror literature, and that is Dante's Inferno from the 1300s. I think we need that in our memory bank so that we can refer back to it uh, some of you may already know all about Dante's Inferno if you've taken it in a college class or if you just read it on your own, but I think there's a large number of people who don't quite know the extent to which 
uh, modern horror really references back to Dante over and over and over again. So uh, what we're going to do next week is going to be kind of an interesting deal. I hope it's going to work out. Uh, again, there's not necessarily really a plot to go over on this one. It's just the way that Dante envisioned hell as a strict structure of concentric circles and that punishments are according to the sin, that the, the punishment fits the sin, uh, which is a concept that uh, has so influenced modern horror that I think we probably need to go over that. So I, I guess next week is going to be almost like a lesson <laughs> in horror history. So I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope you'll come and listen, but that's what we're going to be covering next week is Dante's Inferno. So if you want to check it out first, please do so. Otherwise, uh, bring your notebooks. <laughs> we're going to talk all about it and we'll, we'll, we'll take a, a nice leisurely stroll through hell. <laughs> I think it'll be a lot of fun. Okay, before we go to the outro where I thank everybody and give you all the pertinent information, here's some more pertinent information. I have stickers. That's right. I commissioned somebody to make a little design. It's a little round sticker. It has the name of the podcast, kind of a cool logo, and where you can find it. Uh, I don't like social media, so I don't have any, so I have to be a little bit uh, DIY about getting my name out there. So I thought this was kind of a fun, interesting way to market the podcast. So you might be asking, how do I get one of these stickers? Well, it's not cost. <laughs> I think I've said this before on the podcast, uh, but I'll go ahead and reiterate it now. I will never want any money for anything I do here on the podcast. I don't want money for the stickers. I don't, I'm never going to run a Patreon. I just, that's just not my kind of thing. I, I want to just put this out there for the enjoyment of whoever wants it. So, uh, the stickers are free. Sort of. <laughs> you you have to do something for the stickers. And that's where the second little announcement comes in. I have an email. Uh, of course, I've always had email, but uh, that that email is, is private. But uh, this one is for the podcast. And uh, I know it's super duper creative, but the email address is kevin at gildedandblood.com. Uh, simple is, is better. It's more memorable. So, Here's what you have to do if you want one of these snazzy stickers. You can do one of three things. One, earlier in, uh, oh my gosh, it was maybe a few months ago that I came up with this idea. I did not come up with this idea. I stole this idea from Jack Edwards, a YouTuber uh, on BookTube, and I asked for people to give me uh, requests for a book recommendation, like give me parameters. I want a book that has werewolves, but um, is super duper sexy or something like that. And I would say, oh, well, okay. Uh, on the podcast, I would say, oh, well, those were the parameters. Of course, I would keep the name anonymous. And I would say, you would probably be uh, best uh, served by going out and seeking The Last Werewolf by Glenn Duncan. So I always thought that was kind of a fun activity and nobody has ever <laughs> asked me for a book recommendation. Nobody's ever given me parameters for one. So if you want a sticker, that's one thing you can do. You can email me at kevin at gildedandblood.com and you can give me parameters for a book recommendation and then on the podcast as kind of a fun little uh, segment i can recommend the book based on those parameters so that's number one number two is a friend came up with this idea uh, and i've seen this on other podcasts uh, a kind of a question answer thing questions uh, maybe about me about horror stuff like that if you would like to submit a question so that on the podcast again kind of a fun little 
segment. I can answer the questions that are asked. Of course, I will be screening these questions <laughs> and questions that are not appropriate. I'm not going to answer. But uh, if there's if there's kind of a fun thing like uh, what was your favorite creature feature or, uh, you know, when did you first encounter Frankenstein? Things like that. Uh, just stuff that uh, if we were in a room together, just talking horror, maybe these are some questions that would pop up. Uh, go ahead and ask them. Go ahead and email and I will answer it on the podcast. And that is the second way you can get a sticker. And the third way that you can get a sticker is you can email me with a recommendation of a book or a short story that you would like to see covered on the podcast. Now, just because you, you email me with a recommendation does not necessarily mean that it's going to happen <laughs> if somebody emails me with the Hunger Games. <laughs> I'm not going to do any, I'm, I might like punch a pillow really hard or something, but I'm probably not going to cover it on the podcast, but you will still get your sticker. <laughs> even if I, uh, even if I don't cover it on the podcast, uh, just, just emailing, uh, with either a uh, parameters for a book recommendation, a question to answer on the podcast or a recommendation of your own for a book or a short story to cover on the podcast just by sending those. Uh, if you want a sticker, go ahead and send those. Of course, along with an address, I can send the sticker to and I will pop one in the mail free of charge. I'll even pay for the stamp. So I think this might be a fun way to kind of make the podcast a little bit more interactive uh, and get those stickers out to uh, the people who might appreciate them. You can slap them on your laptop or uh, on, on the bumper of your car. They're actually pretty nice stickers. They're, they're nice vinyl stickers. So, uh, if you want a sticker, those are the three ways to get them. And, uh, you can email me at Kevin at gildedinblood.com. Of course, I'll probably be reiterating this in my kind of at the end of the episode wrap up every single time. So, uh, you'll have that information a little bit later and I'll probably pop it on the articles section of the uh, website as well. But, uh, hopefully some of you guys would like a sticker and, uh, I'll, uh, I'll look for your email and send those out. Thank you, of course, to Slaughterhouse for the use of his music. That's Slaughterhouse with a five at the beginning instead of an S. You can find him at Bandcamp, slaughterhouse.bandcamp.com. You can find out what I'm reading at thestorygraph.com, username Libris Leonis, L-I-B-R-I-S underscore L-E-O-N-I-S. You can go to gildedinblood.com, find more episodes, find some of my fiction if you would like to <laughs> submit your eyes to that, uh, and some articles that I've written. If you would like to check that out, go to gildedinblood.com. Feel free to comment, subscribe, all of that good stuff. And until next time, stay safe and stay spooked. <laughs>